I had to swish my mouth out with water because the 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 the, the crisps that get stuck in my teeth remind me of the sweet taste of crisps. And, and then, then I'm you like, want more. And then I'm like, oh, let's have some more crisps. <laughs> yeah, um, this is yeah, this is this is you know regular episode time. So no yeah. no eating chips. <laughs> Nick has been very strict on the no crisps on microphone policy. Yeah, that's um, one. Of the, I I hate hearing people chew. So <laughs> yeah, um, please don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, podcast. Let's go. So, <laughs> giggling about. I just, I just, I'm just giggling because, like, I, I have, I have my, my, I have my giant RSS reader, and it was like, "What's happening in Europe? What's the news stories? What's the goss? Give me photos of Spider Man, shit like that." Like banging on my desk, like, "What's going on?" And you know, it's, it's, so been very hard paying attention to uh, um, news in Europe and stuff, and trying to like turn that into stuff that I feel like will be useful or interesting for our audience because a lot of the time news from like major outlets now is ukraine and russia and we've talked about it before about like why we don't want to necessarily cover it we don't feel like that a lot of the details that they're reporting on is particularly useful information at any given moment it's not giving you a bigger picture blah 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 but uh, uh we are missing out on a lot of goofs but in a sea of all this what stands out but a 30 kilogram goldfish <laughs> A fifty-seven pound breaking goldfish. news. Yeah, <laughs> I, news. I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm astonished of of what you showed me with that. It is, yeah, that is the top story from Corner Spady this week. Is yeah. the thirty the thirty kilogram goldfish? What does the goldfish have a name? Yes. What's the goldfish's name? The carrot. The carrot. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! I, I have no idea if that is the 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 uh, a French name or not. Um, everyone's just reporting it as the carrot. Um, it was caught by an English guy who was there, uh, uh, a, a, a one Andy Hackett. Uh, Wait, an Englishman caught a fifty-seven a, pound goldfish in France. In France, the Champagne region of France. <laughs> All and, right, yeah, yeah. And it's is that this facility called? Blue Water Lakes, um, which is again family-run successful fishery. Oh, okay. So, like, okay. So, this area is owned by a joint French-British company, which is why it's called Blue Water Lakes in France. Because if anything in France has an English title, you know something's fucked up is happening. Like, okay, it, yeah. So that's the name of it in English. Like, no, that's the name of it also in, in France. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's an English name. It's not like uh, um, it doesn't have a French name. Yeah, it doesn't have saying. a French okay. name. It's not like Lieu de Bleu. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my French. <laughs> but Lieu de La Croix. I forgot. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we caught this big fish. I need to show Nick the pictures again of this bad boy. Oh my goodness! Yeah, the carrot's a perfect name. It is. It is. Yeah, it's like carrot shaped. Because okay, so the origin story of the carrot is that this this whole facility is like a catch and release fishing resort type thing, and they put in these goldfishes years ago, and. This one just grew particularly big, and the 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 staff called him the carrot. He was meant to die like ten years ago, just like naturally. But, but he kept going, baby. He kept getting Hell bigger, yeah. and bigger. And it was like, how? Like they're also like, how is he still alive? You can see him from space when you're fishing. That's why he's called the carrot because that's what it looks like on the surface of the water. <laughs> there's a carrot. There's a giant carrot. How is like some sort of large bird not come out, come down and like killed this thing uh, um, and had a great time. But no, he's still going strong and he's now back in blue water lakes. He's been there for years and this is the first guy to catch him. Yeah, let's give it up for for, for the, carrot. the carrot for you know hopefully ten more years and you know ten more kilos. <laughs> ten more. I'm voting for the carrot. <laughs> hey hey hey! Welcome to your weekly corner spatey. It is myself Nick joined with Kieran. Yo, in my uh. My dumpy ass apartment. If you heard on the bonus episode of uh, why that is, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 
the bonus episode that's not out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. True. Yeah. yeah. Teaser. Listen, yeah. <laughs> teaser. I tell the you. <laughs> I tell you why my apartment shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so no. The more... answer might surprise you. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> like genuinely. <laughs> Uh yeah, so uh um we're in my not cozy apartment and uh don't eh me. I'm having a nice time. <laughs> yeah. And uh you have you have uh you have some 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 news to share. News of the week. The newsies. Some stuff going around. First one, which I think is easier to talk about because I think everyone was talking about it, including the show account because I made them because I control the show account. Um Orban Scarf. We need to talk about Orban's scarf. <laughs> uh, I think his scarf, just fashion-wise, was yeah. uh, a no-go. <laughs> yeah, just do a hot or not, like, on yeah. the, on the uh, uh, red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Um, Darling, what are you wearing? <laughs> oh, I, Hungarian yeah. nationalism. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit... But again, remember, as of last episode, I'm quite Magyarphobic, so... Yes, yeah, I'm yeah. a little, uh, you know, oh, unfair on it. I have to do... I have to I have to issue a correction on uh, about on that story I did in the last oh, episode. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, because I, I got this pointed out to me by several people. Uh, and not a correction, but an additional piece of information that I overlooked. Um, Frank Ferretti is actually quite famous in the UK, and I, I, I didn't realize. He's from the... Uh, um, revolutionary communist party the rcp um which is a very very trotskyist organization that um there's two theories um drove themselves insane with like contradictory trotskyist opinions and all went on to found like spiked magazine uh who we've read from before on like defending golden dawn and shit like that yeah yeah uh, Brendan O'Neill and stuff like that for trash future listeners and things. But like, yeah, he's from that milieu. The other theory about like what happened to all those people is that they were an op uh, um, to kind of try and capture left-wing people in the UK and then direct them to things that Like would, neoconservatism. Yeah, get them away from like supporting the USSR, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, who knows? Um, the UK is very good at keeping tight lips on that. Um, a tight seal. But yeah, that that's Frank Ferretti. He's also responsible for, like, Spiked and all that, like, insane shit in the UK and things like that. So, there you go. I'm sorry I didn't mention that. It's, but, yeah. I, uh... It all makes sense now. <laughs> but back to our regular scheduled Magyarophobia. Yeah. <laughs> After that brief sojourn. I don't really have much to say about the scarf thing. It's like I don't really find it all too surprising that you know Victor Orban no. believes in you know greater, greater Hungary. Hungary. Yeah. yeah, like, and the fact that he would just flex it like that's just so it's so him. So okay, we, we, let's give the context here. So um, Orban's Facebook page posted a video of him showing and greeting Hungarian footballers while wearing the scarf, um, which he wore during the match between Hungary and Greece. That was last Sunday. Um, so this caused uh, um, it's caused like some pushback from Czech foreign ministry. Uh, Ukraine is recalling their ambassador at the moment, or like calling the ambassador from uh, uh, Hungary to come visit them in Kiev and be like, yo, what the fuck? Uh, uh, Romania has also voiced, quote, firm disapproval. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's a white scarf. With a with a map of Greater Hungary at the at the ends of it, with just what looks like just Hungary written on it, which makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not surprising at all. It's very funny that this is like the thing Orban does that gets pushed back from his neighbors, rather than like I don't know anything else Orban has ever done. Yeah, like his behavior the past like nine months, all the legislation, and, like yeah. anything. I mean, even just his like, I mean, his his position on Ukraine was like enough for Ukraine to be mad yeah. at him, you know. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, he's so he's so fucking predictable. Did you hear his comments uh, on it after the fact? No, but what's he gonna say? Like oh the 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 woke police or uh, <laughs> you know like fuck off no no he's got he comes back to Facebook where it all started like Facebook is still like the happening social media in, in Hungary I think um, he posts a lot there true he does yeah 
Uh, okay, so Hungary is a very boomer nation, so <laughs> it it very much uh, uh, silences all other voices. I feel like yeah. Um, on Facebook, Mr. Orban said the Hungarian national team was quote the team of all Hungarians wherever they live. Uh, football is not politics. So let's write that down. Uh, uh, let's let's not see what is not there. He said. So he's just like every. Okay, okay, I was, was kind of right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. With the subtle, the subtle woke police, so that it's not politics. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, but it is the kind of thing of just like Romania and stuff, like Romania and Croatia and Czech Republic and all these other countries that, like, you know, are just lumped in there on the map. Are just kind of like, don't go claiming, you know, that. Uh, um, the ethnic Hungarians in your country have some sort of like loyalty or fealty to you. And he just comes back and be like, no, they do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that's the thing is that if it was someone nicer than Victor Orban <laughs> who said that, maybe who didn't, I mean, maybe they didn't have to wear the scarf, but if like, yeah, like let's say Hungary had a nice leader who said that, like maybe I'd believe it, <laughs> you know? Cause there, yeah, there is like definitely something in, in the idea then of like, the the world like your team your national team does represent more than just your nation that is mm. true there is something that then's you know That'd actually nice there. about yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah especially for people who are then let's say like in uh germany there's like a shit ton of people in like um uh like munster where like julia went to university we went to go and visit her sister once during the euro cup yeah and there's a shit ton of portuguese people in munster yeah you know and they were fucking you know like tearing it up and whatnot there is a truth in that but it's yeah no victor the, orban doesn't mean it that way <laughs> like no but yeah but then just like you know the the the, the president of portugal doesn't come out with a scarf that says moonster is portugal. yeah exactly no exactly i mean there is like you can represent that perfectly fine without going into like ah yes like you know greater serbia <laughs> <laughs> ireland should be allowed annex liverpool <laughs> give it to us yeah um, rep- yeah, the Irish national team, who's not even in the World Cup, represents no. <laughs> Boston, Boston, Glasgow, <laughs> Liverpool, parts of Australia. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so fucking stupid. Like, but also, it's just like, can we? Well, well, can we? Can you make a Greater Ireland <laughs> scarf? I did make a Greater Ireland scarf. I, I put. I put. I didn't. Okay, it's not okay. So people got very mad that the post I made from the show account are not real scarves because they're not real scarves. And people want to wear them, but yeah, I did make a Greater Ireland one that was like all of the UK and parts of like France, <laughs> 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 like, like Brittany. Basically, uh, so you you mean to just tell me that that Boston, Massachusetts didn't fit on on the scarf? That's no. I would I would have to do that thing that like when French guy. Anna's on the Euro. Oh, okay. There's a little box in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have to find it. I have to find it on the show account. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there was there was other ones I did. Uh, uh, um... Oh, okay, I see it. Wow, that's great. <laughs> I didn't even notice that you had the little map at the bottom. Yeah, awesome. The Greater Serbia one I just went ham with. I just went from like all the way up to Denmark down to Greece. <laughs> I was like, yep, that's Serbia. Yeah. Oh my! I was actually thinking the other day of what about if someone like wore one of those scarves mm. oh that would immediately be uh problematic oh yeah we can't make these scarves we will get legal fees yeah. <laughs> like, we, will, we will be wrapped up in several like football hooligan- I got, hooliganism yeah a, a group of albanians beat me up because i was wearing my 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 greater serbia scarf ironically i was trying to explain to them it was a podcast <laughs> no it's an ironic t-shirt that says albanians are a type of dog <laughs> <laughs> i promise with a picture of just like Kosovo being nuked or something. Exactly, yeah. Or yeah. like yeah, Bart Simpson nuking Kosovo. <laughs> it's always Bart's wearing the Serbian flag instead of the yeah. red t shirt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's God. always that. Were those a were those a thing in Europe? The like the, the knockoff? Bootleg? Yeah, yeah, Bart's yeah. A, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um like okay, so I think I think an avenue of like Euro vibes to explore is a hundred percent like we've talked about Schwatapis and stuff like that. Yeah. Just like Europeans wearing blackface. And maybe that's too much for you. Uh maybe that's a little bit too gauche as a European, like a cosmopolitan European. But a t shirt with black Bart Sim- black <laughs> reggae Bart Simpson on it? Oh, you better believe I'm wearing that. <laughs> Yeah, true. Okay, I, yeah. I I do remember seeing this somewhere in a Eurovibe <laughs> yeah. of ours. I have a 
Like, it's, it's all coming back to me. It's very much like a teenager in Leipzig in the, like, mid-90s wearing a bootleg Bart Simpson, like, yeah. reggae Bart Simpson's t-shirt, be like, we're finally a part of the West. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it means. Did I ever tell you Burn about... Burn Falls and ever... my black Bart Simpson t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> this is what the Soviets wouldn't let us have. <laughs> and he's got, like, absolutely fade. He'd always be faded as way of bloodshot eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um... Does, this reminds me slightly of, of yeah, there is like a, a bit of, especially when you go more like outside of like metropolitan areas of Europe, mm. um, a bit uh, like tone deafness. Oh, sure. This. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. funny. Did I ever tell you the time when I lived in Bavaria mm. that I just saw this like 11 year old kid wearing a shirt that just said N words in Paris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that song is too recent for that to be happening. Yeah, like my, my joke Leipzig guy was in the nineties, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was at the bus station. I oh, remember it very yeah. vividly. Yeah, just some like a like little like like pudgy eleven year old German boy just with a shirt. And this was like this was like when that song came out. So what, like twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, or whatever. And yeah, so just you know, fresh off the press with his, and it was the with the word was not edited out in any way whatsoever. <laughs> twenty eleven was the song. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, so yeah. it must have been like twenty twelve, then twenty thirteen. Yeah, so okay, it was it was a little bit like when the dust had settled. I can wear this now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Had had it been twenty twelve. Yeah, I I still will never get over the Reddit post of like. Like the R slash Alexa. It was like, how do I get my Alexa to play <laughs> <laughs> without saying it? Yeah. I bet that kid has no problem playing it on Alexa. No, no, absolutely not. Um, all right. All right. Moving on to uh, uh, the next story that I have. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think people have been paying attention to like the big one of the big crypto collapses this is like a relatively relatively big one like with ftx collapsing and they were like the second biggest crypto trading platform or whatever i'm not going to go into details of that they seem to have had like no money at any time um they were in a polycule it's all very funny there's a lot of gossip going around um it's all stationed in the bahamas like every company run by americans that shouldn't be looked into immediately <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about that's a good business decision <laughs> a good business decision I'm, in the I'm not saying that as an american yeah, yeah. is that the one where ben miller knew uh one of the people <laughs> yes. went to school with one of yeah. them or something yeah. oh yeah we'll, we need to get have him on again and talk about that but the crypto cor- the crypto crash has reached our shores here on this side of the Atlantic. Oh, finally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I can't. I, I I was you know I was waiting. I was waiting for when was Europe going to get? We get on this. Well, I mean, because we had. I mean, the, the the last biggest financial scandal in Europe was Wirecard. Oh yeah, that's yeah. still kind of ongoing, right? Yeah. The trial's happening soon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but that's. That's a little more old school money laundering, you know, like, you know, setting up a fake business to do what yeah. gun smuggling in Libya. Various or German oafs yeah. wandering into like just the most like poorly lit conference rooms. Yeah. And this isn't this isn't cool. This isn't like new money crimes that happens in like a, a, yeah. a co working space. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah, With like okay. a hot desk system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So this is... Europe's finally in the 21st century of crime. Yeah, yeah 21st, 21st century crime. Um, good band name, actually. Anyway. Um, it's my noise rock band. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also run out of a startup, like, co-working space. Exactly. Everyone hates sitting next to me. <laughs> um, all right. So it's happening in uh, the most likely of countries... Um, which and I think is Estonia um, have gotten in on the crypto crypto scandals. So police in Estonia have arrested two men suspected of running a five hundred and seventy five million dollar cryptocurrency scam uh, involving hundreds of thousands of victims. So Estonian police investigate the case with the FBI. The U.S. authorities want to extradite the pair. Uh, two Estonians by the name of Sergei Podopenko and Ivan Turgin. Um, these two 37-year-olds uh, allegedly got people in to invest in a cryptocurrency mining service called 
Right, tell me if this name makes you want to invest, Nick. <laughs> All right. Hash flare. What? Hash flare. No, that sounds horrible. Hash flare, like hashtag, but then like flare. No, that's that's a horrible name. <laughs> All right, okay, but, like, it's an Estonian company. No, even less so. (laughs) We're grading on a curve. (laughs) No, but, no, what curve? You said it's an Estonian company called Hashflare. Those are both no and no. (laughs) No, but, like, you're in Estonia, and, like, you get a sandwich from a place called, like, Yum Joint or whatever. So, like, maybe Hashflare sounds good when you get your sandwiches from Yum Joint. I've been to Estonia. I'm trying to remember now. Like business names? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. Okay. <laughs> this country is... Uh, country's weird. You drink the water long enough, you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting into mm. crypto. <laughs> what was Half, ha, hash what? Hash, like, hash flare. Hash flare. Like hashtag combined uh, with like flare. <laughs> Pizzazz. Horrible. Yeah, all right. Um, so that was one of the things you could invest into. The other thing they had that you could invest into uh, and you could like uh, uh, supposedly get dividends from was a fake virtual bank they made called um, Polybius? Poly- Polybius? P- it's, okay, bear with me. P-O-L-Y-B-I-U-S. Yeah, I don't Polybius. know. Polybius? <laughs> Polybius. Polybius. <laughs> Polybius? Yeah, Polybius. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it wasn't real, so I don't think we have to know how to pronounce it. <laughs> this is uh, um, the world's dumbest scam. So anyway. Wait, was the other thing real? Yes. Um, the other thing was real. Hashflare? Hashflare was real. <laughs> how do I remember that name? I, it sticks with you, right? No, it doesn't. Not at all. <laughs> It's a very forgettable name. Nick was... just whipping out his banking app, trying to give all the money to Ashley. <laughs> just like, come on, buy uh, the dip. <laughs> uh, I bought. I bought so much Hashflare. <laughs> um, Hashflare does more kind of seem like an Estonian like attempt to do like streetwear. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, sure. It sucks no matter what. Um, okay, so the two are currently being held in Tallinn, uh, about to be extradited to the U.S. Uh, customers around the world are said to have purchased more than half a billion dollars worth of hash flare contracts from 2015 to 2019. Uh, the problem was the operation allegedly overstated its capabilities of what it would be able to do. Um, it's worth pointing out that like a lot of uh, crypto miners are like now going bankrupt because of the um, the new energy prices, um, the shortages on microprocessors and chips like that. Like, it's not financially viable to uh, uh, do crypto mining anymore. And then also, like, the profits that you were meant to be making have now gone because cryptocurrency has collapsed. Um, so, yeah, that, that fucking fell apart. Then the other thing was that the Department of Justice alleges that victims were also promised dividends if they invested in Polybius, a virtual bank, Mr. Potopenko, and Mr. Turigan said they had set up. Uh, uh, people were asked to invest in the bank that wasn't real and was never set up <laughs> and seems to have just been a website. Uh, it was funneled into offshore shell accounts that they used to buy, uh, the, the two of them used to buy 75 properties and luxury cars. 75 properties? And luxury cars. Oh, okay. I didn't get the and, breakdown of... Oh, well, okay. Either okay. of those are reasonable numbers. <laughs> I mean, one property and 74 luxury cars <laughs> makes a little bit more sense. The than... property is a parking lot. <laughs> it's one big I mean, parking or lot. Or like maybe, you know, but but like imagine 74 properties in one luxury car. That's a bit fucked up. Well, it's driving to all your different properties. <laughs> <laughs> but or maybe like three and... One really big property for you and 73 of your best friends to drive your luxury cars around in. Just do, like, neat tricks and stuff. I mean, yeah. Or is it between the two of them? Is it that many? Yeah. Okay, maybe, like... Maybe, okay. <laughs> so, only 35 luxury cars. Maybe, are... like, like, two properties and, like, 20 luxury cars. <laughs> you know, just walking around amounts of luxury <laughs> cars. You never know. Yeah. You, you've seen MTV Cribs. <laughs> and this is... 
<laughs> the world's worst episode of uh, NMDA Cribs. Welcome to my house. Disappointing to life. <laughs> and this is luxury car number 36. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you... You don't you don't know how people flex. I don't know how rich people operate. Yeah, yeah like, like maybe there definitely are there is there are people out there who are who have yeah. one property and seventy four cars. Yeah, like they just have like the a luxury car parked every like I don't know two miles in New York City. They're, yeah. they're never far away from their car, and they still just get an Uber. I mean, how many cars does like Jay Leno has? You probably have like hundreds. Uh, yeah. No, who's the big one? Um, Seinfeld also. Massive. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like they're freaks. <clears throat> Upsetting. Anyway, so that's that's the scandal that's happening over there. This is this is your your new Estonian crimes division. They've gotten into crypto. They've learned how to do crypto. You know, I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> you did you, it. You did it. You stepped into the 21st century. You're putting Europe on the map for crime. For crimes. That's what we want here. Um, all right. So that kind of leads us to uh, one of our more main topics uh, and possibly a bummer of a topic. I'm sorry, Nick. Oh, no. I'm not prepared for this. What is it? <laughs> it's to do with migration in Europe. Oh, so, like, God damn it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. I would, have, I would have prepared a little bit more for it, but aside from just being sad. <laughs> and the fact that then, like, the SPD wants to, like, invest more in Frontex, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, they're all kind of doing that now. Um, so, yeah. All right. This all kind of starts with, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Italy refused to allow the SOS Mediterranean, uh, uh, but you know, spelled French, uh, Ocean Viking, which is the name of the ship, to dock for nearly three weeks, uh, forcing the vessel to sail to France, where 234 refugees, including 57 children, were disembarked. And that's what happened, and this pissed off France. And France was like, you had to let them in, they shouldn't have had to come here, blah, blah, blah. Not going to pretend that like the French government cares about these people. Yeah, no, it's... yeah. They just want Italy to deal with this problem and not them. Uh, while like because like if you if you want to know how compassionate are uh, the French are to refugees, look at Calais or whatever. Um, so like yeah, yeah, you have that. So, and obviously Italy under Maloney's government is not going to be letting them in, kind of thing. This is like what feeds her base. So, the EU held an emergency meeting on Friday, just gone, about too many people getting into the EU. Um, it's higher than the previous two to three years, uh, and trending upwards, um, but nowhere near as high as it was in like 2014 kind of stuff. Like we haven't reached those levels yet, but there was like a massive dip during the the pandemic. Um, and this is likely being caused by food crisis and stuff like that. Uh, fun fact that I didn't know, cause I think everyone's been talking about the grain coming out of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons that causes a problem is all that goes to Egypt, and then Egypt is like the bread factory for all of Africa. They have like a bunch of like turn the grain into bread kind of factories, and then that gets sold relatively cheap or like at African prices to the rest of Africa. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. So that's what's happening there. Um, so that sucks. <laughs> anyway um it's looking like an upward trend and the predictions for like the next two years are also like it's going to go up so the eu announced a quote broad-based plan to combat irregular migration across the central mediterranean yesterday uh this was home affairs commissioner uh yilva johansson don't know where she's from i tried looking her up and it's mostly just people like complaining at her due to various refugee crises <laughs> They just, like, at her, like, she's customer service for refugees in the EU. I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, Yilva Johnson, uh, uh, Johansson, sorry, Yilva Johansson, uh, acknowledged that uh, recent events had shown the current approach to a regular migration from Mediterranean crossing is, quote, not sustainable. Um, so I read this broad-paced plan that they put out, and uh, uh, how, like, Nick, how many pages do you think it's it? Pages this broad-based plan is. If you were to guess, twenty-five. What? 
<laughs> We're gonna fix. I was mess. like thinking like as low as I could. Yeah, and... five pages. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to download it from the the European Council's website. It's uh, entitled the e- all caps, so you know they're serious. EU action plan for the Central Mediterranean. So, okay. Yeah. Um, and they have multiple points, but it mostly boils down to five things. Uh, just phrased in different ways or doing the same thing via different channels. Uh, number one, more money for Frontex. Of course. Yes. Uh, give Frontex a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, two, more money to the Libyan, Tunisian, and Egyptian Coast Guards. So, yeah. Um, three, a new task force for Libya. Uh, okay. Because uh, country's still not going. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not really uh, running at the moment due to all that shit Hillary Clinton did. Yeah. So okay. So a new, is it just wait a new task force for for just Libya to like turn them into a functioning country again? Oh, this okay. Would, so this would be an EU slash African Union slash un task force all right it was vague about what it would do exactly to make this happen resurrect Gaddafi wasn't on there all right yeah okay go on yeah (laughs) good luck you know (laughs) just doing black magic trying to bring back Gaddafi where's Ari (laughs) um number four this time it's going to work. Set up migration quotas in the EU. <laughs> this time, Poland, Hungary, Lithuania, or Slovenia won't just like veto it. We can do it. Okay, yeah. We're just going to keep trying with that one. <laughs> and let's what are they going let, to let? Let's see how, how how they shoot for the stars with number five. Then what's the last? What's the last point? All right, number five is uh, more send back refugees. Agreements with other "quote unquote" third countries. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! Um, Ilva Johansson had recently come back uh, for this meeting. Had come back from Bangladesh, yeah, where she'd been laying the groundwork for uh, uh, one of those agreements with Bangladesh. Um, and they stated in this plan that they would very much like to host talks and make an agreement with Niger. Uh, uh, to get them to keep people there and send people back. So people who are from Niger would go back to Niger, or does ran- does refugees like random refugees just be sent to Niger? If, so the Bangladesh one, I believe, is if you're from Bangladesh. For Niger, I think the plan is if we can prove you came through Niger. Or send- from Niger. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, which would be like anyone from sub-Saharan Africa, basically. All right. Because you would pass through there. Uh, or you could claim that they did. Um, so yeah, that, that that's kind of the, that's kind of the plan at the moment. There, that's what's going to fix this. Um, it's like the only one of these that I think is like remotely good is the whole quotas thing. That's like reasonably fine, and usually that quotas plan uh, goes along with abolishing. Uh, the only thing the EU named after my country, actually, the Dublin Agreement, um, which is the whole, like, you have to register as a refugee in the, in the, first... Yeah, in the first country that you yeah, come in. Which, obviously, as we we have ample evidence for now, puts pressure on Italy, Greece, um, there's a couple of others, Spain to a lesser extent. Yeah. yeah. Um, countries with not a huge amount of money um and people have argued that this could just be done better with spreading this kind of like quote-unquote burden like the burden is not the people there is like a bureaucratic burden of like getting because like the problem that's happening in greece in particular is just like so many people are slipping through the net Mm -hmm. that either shouldn't be and so many people are getting processed in weird ways that also shouldn't be happening people getting sent back with like legitimate claims for asylum and stuff like that very very legitimate like i will immediately die if you send me back kind of shit um so like it's fucked and no it's not fun but um but here here's like 
so I guess my main point is like I opened the story with uh, um, kind of like Italy's reaction and people were kind of afraid of like what uh, uh, the far right being in charge of like a major European country would be one of the founding members the third largest economy and stuff like that um, the stats the industrial stats that come out of Italy always surprise me like I, I think the reputation of them being like a poor economic basket case gets like exaggerated uh, they're a political basket case, but you know they have they make vacuum cleaners still, so you know people need those. Um, but I was opening with that bit, but I want to point that even without like Maloney's direct influence, what the kind of like quote unquote good people in Brussels want to like do is not great. Like we've seen with like Erdogan and the agreement that we've made with Turkey that these like send back to th- uh, third countries plans are fucking awful. Um, and also we're getting like the, the really fucking hyper intense, ridiculous version of that with like the UK's plan of sending everyone to like Rwanda. Oh yeah. Shit. I completely forgot about that, that they like went through with, with doing that. Like, are they still like going like, I have not kept up with it. The last I kind of heard is that basically like Starmer's labor is just like not as opposed to it. Like they're, they're kind of like opposed with the way like Biden's opposed to the Iraq war, which was like, it was like, the way the Tories intend to do it is just like not efficient or not like yeah. good tactically. It's not like that it's a abhor- like abhorrent like morally or whatever. Um, the EU kind of does like one step removed from that of like if we send you back to Turkey or if we send you back to theoretically Niger, you have hypothetically actually gone through this country at some point. You're not just like sending you to like the UK's plan was like someone being a refugee from Iraq crosses through the levant crosses through like eastern central european like europe and france to get to the uk and then we just send you to a rwanda like a third new direction or whatever like that we're not doing that which feels like splitting hands (laughs) um but i guess like if you pass through niger and then we send you back to niger you kind of like know the place i guess that's the benefit um but yeah it's fucked but this is kind of like what the EU wants to do. This is kind of what the EU has wanted to do for a while. We've talked about this podcast, like Merkel's letting people in was like this. Uh, first of all, a one-time event when it, yeah. sh- it should have been like a constant new rule if it was going to be like viable. And second, a lot of those people just got sent back. Uh, they did not stay in Germany, um, even though they definitely could have. It was like one... Was it even a million people coming? Like, uh, what was the number touted, like, or attributed to Merkel's letting people in? I don't, I don't remember, but yeah. I, I think it was less than a million. Yeah. Or maybe it's somewhere around a million. Uh, maybe it could have been, like, two million. Who knows? Yeah, but, like, even the point I'm getting is saying, if, even if it was two million, even if it was four million, you probably wouldn't notice in Germany. Like, Germany is yeah. got a lot of land, and it's population, what, like, 86, 89 million or something like that? 82.3. Yeah. Um... So, 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 the, but the thing that is happening that is kind of like, everyone's like, this is, this is Maloney influenced, Mm -hmm. is that Johansson has also made, has acknowledged Maloney's complaint of NGOs rescuing uh, migrants. So the thing that SS, uh, the, the Ocean Viking, the uh, society, the SOS Mediterranean did, was they take advantage of this maritime law which is if you notice a ship in distress, you have to legally go and save them. Yeah. Um, and like, you can also do this. There's lots of other like charities have also taken advantage of this in other ways. Like they will go out and get the attention of like European Coast Guards because the European Coast Guards would also be like under maritime law required to help if the yeah. boat is in distress. And they often are. Um, sometimes, I mean, I've really, I've heard really dark stories. Some of these, like, uh, people who promise the crossing, the whole plan is to, like, for the ship to eventually fail so that you will be picked up by a Coast Guard. Uh, it's fucked. But anyway, Johansson acknowledges the complaint that Maloney has of towards NGOs, um, because NGOs are kind of, like, not taking advantage of this law, but, like, using this law to actually allow people to come into italy traditionally or in this case with the ocean viking to france um because the ships are in distress they know that's happening they just go out and find them specifically rather than like 
Coast Guards can always do plausible deniability of we didn't know, blah, 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 and they don't have a vested interest of doing it, but I digress. Um, so, Johansson is saying comments like, Italy has some legitimate concerns about NGOs doing this stuff. Um, she said that the international maritime law obligating countries to provide safe shelter to those rescued from emergencies at sea never anticipated the kind of dynamic that had emerged in the Mediterranean. Um, which, no, it kind of seems like they did. They did exactly that. <laughs> ship sinking need help. There is ship sinking. Um, Maloney's argument on this is that they believe she like typical right wing argument thinks that this encourages people to come, uh, and what's implied with that is that we should make it as you know discouraging and as painful a process to process the Mediterranean as possible so that it will stop happening. And that is somehow the humane action here. Um, so yeah, that's what's kind of happening there. And in this EU meeting, they're going to be talking about like probably changing the rights regarding this maritime law regarding what like NGOs can go out there and do. It's very concerning. And I think the story got largely swept under the rug because the same meeting also kind of announced confirmation that Bulgaria, Romania, and Croatia are joining the Schengen zone. And that's more of the, like, happy European news or whatever. There's going to be, like, you can travel from Austria to Croatia without doing a border check. You can travel from, well, I guess, like, Hungary to Romania without doing a border check. And then... Orban can annex all Transylvania or something. Under greater, great, I would say greater Serbia, greater Hungary, baby. <laughs> the new move. Yeah. <laughs> Make it greater Serbia somehow. Um, so, yeah, like, which just means that that's where the new hard border is going to be. Um, it'll be like the Croatian border with Bosnia, like, more likely, and... Bulgaria has already been enforcing its border. Like This is all part of the Western Balkans, like, EU expansion stuff, right? Probably, yeah. Because that's, what, the goal for, what, 2025, I think, or something like that, that all these countries join the EU? Yeah, Croatia has also joined the Euro next month, yeah. and um, Bulgaria the year after. Yeah, well, Bulgaria is already part of the EU. It's, uh, no, the euro. No, I know, but I'm yeah. just saying. But like with the Schengen stuff for the Western Balkans and whatnot. Yeah, but I think the, the that euro stuff, part of that is just like joining the EU is still worth it. Look, your neighbors are... Oh, yeah, are... yeah, no, of course. Yeah. yeah. But that was a big part of... But that's also, too, with migration, that's a big... that That's... You said it's the ooh-ha-ha ha, fun happy part, mm. but the Western Balkan expansion is also to call, you know, you know to kind of, you know push away migration as well, you know, mm -hmm. because then the European Union has authority over, um, you know, movements in those countries. Yeah. And that was a big problem that Orban had was that then the Western Balkans were then where people were diverting, going through Hungary inst instead of going through Hungary in order to get to Germany. So yeah. like Merkel really pushed to get that um, yeah. pushed through so that then it could also appease the you know conservatives within you know well i guess they're not technically part of the epp anymore but oh but know. like there's there's definitely uh, conservatives in other epp parties in slovenia in romania in yeah. bulgaria like this is de this is definitely like a gerb talking boy yeah, like exactly. for sure so i mean it is like there is also that at like the the you know predatory hunting down of refugees that then's also connected within the Western Balkan expansion. Like not yeah. of like obviously of course, yeah. Like it makes sense for these kind of like ugh, like it's always kind of one of those things that's like I don't like the EU, whatever, but it's like I can understand when countries join it because it's just like it's it's convenient in a lot of ways. Oh and definitely like it is definitely like um for these countries. So one of the things um that I was talking about in person recently. We had like a, a, a reading group about the EU that I went to because that's just like my jam. Um, and a lot of like English left-wing discourse with the EU is very much dictated by the UK's understanding of the EU. Yeah. Um, and they talk about like the cosmopolitan narrative of the EU, that the EU is this like cosmopolitan thing um, rather than like, and you can push back at that being like, no, it's the it's the continent of white people for white people, and it's aggressive Frontex, all the shit that we're talking about. Um, 
but like that cosmopolitan vision of the eu has only ever been like the uk's narrative of what the eu is and why it is good because the the uk joined in the 70s largely in response to like the oil crisis that was happening the crisis of the 70s and they associated during the eu with this kind of like thatcherite vision of the future that was trying to be cosmopolitan of yeah. just like you know going out for cigarettes and drinks in the middle of the day and in, in in the 70s or whatever if anyone's ever watched kind of like the british sitcom ab fab absolutely fabulous that is kind of like what they're taking the piss of yeah. is like that vision of like britain and but like the narratives are different all over the country like for for Southern Europe, for, like, Greece and Spain, the positive narrative of the EU and Portugal is, like, the end of dictatorship. Uh, we're now, like, a proper democracy, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for, like, Western Europe, like, France and Germany and Netherlands, it's, like, the end of war. It's the peace thing. Like, France and Germany are no longer killing each other. Um, for Eastern Europe, and this includes the Balkans, we are now proper countries, we are now properly the West. We are leaving behind the past of like the second world and the Soviet Union and things like that. That is like a hundred percent their narrative. And they view all of this as like a form of a, and like accession, like, no, it's called accession, but like uh, ascendant, ascension, ascension, essentially like improving things. Um, and that's, and you can probably measure that with some figures. Like I, I, like Romania is probably economically doing better than Bosnia. Like I think a lot of countries yeah. probably are. Um, <clears throat> but like the other, the other side of this is that a lot of the chat that was particularly happening during the migrant crisis in 2014 was like, these countries are not ready to join and nothing has changed. Like Bulgaria still outsources. It's like uh, um, border control of like Thrace to like the mafia effectively to like people who no longer work for the skull but like did like a year ago or whatever and there's like they have like american shit going on there like volunteer border patrol force and shit like that and it's it's they are not like they do not meet the kind of like liberal criteria of like what it is to oh, join yeah, the many, schengen zone what how many how many governments do they go through like the past couple of years too as well i mean i mean i think hmm. That's a good question. I actually don't know the number of elections they've had in the last like year and a half of like us like, doing what, this four? podcast. Probably more. I think they're going to the polls again soon. Yeah, actually, well, in the new year. yeah, because they're the prime minister just stepped down again, like like a month or two. Of course, ago, remember? yeah, and it looks like it's just going to be Gerb again after after all of this. This is like the the default party of Romania just kind of takes over, or not Romania, Bulgaria just takes over again. Gerb, Gerb. <laughs> the future is Gerb. She'd be gerbing on my Grinch. <laughs> gerbing on my Grinch, gooping, <laughs> Grinch gooping. Yeah, so it's um, it's not fun. It's not fun all of this, but like, there is definitely the other thing that I think is accelerating this is like, why can't I just like you know, why can't I just be one of the the EU sweatshirt wearing people who just doesn't think about any of this? Yeah, this is all like this all doesn't exist. Like no. it's just a, like e the Europe is just a fairy tale. Like. I did see I did see our friend uh, when I was trying to research Yilva uh, uh, Johansson, the 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 EU Commissioner for Home Affairs is her full, full title, so she's kind of in charge of all this. Yeah. Um, I did see our friend Damien Hieronymus Bosch. Oh uh, yeah, Johannes von and Sue oh. Buzelaga. Uh, our, um, our 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 goodest boy, goodest <laughs> boy, yeah. the sing the singular Volt MP um, addressing uh Yilva johansson about like this this new expansion of frontex powers and he basically said um his whole like hard-hitting thing is like will eu law be enforced on the borders and he was saying this in the sense of like you know nanny nanny boo boo don't do no racism kind of shit like to the border police or whatever yeah like with no understanding that I was like nah this is like what is required for this to function like what a dope. Oh, he's, huh. he's, yeah, yeah. No, like any any politics bigger than what is talked about on The Tonight Show is just beyond him, I think. But like, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is accelerating the Western Balkan stuff is the now more real clash between like the EU and Russia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Points. Especially yeah. with like Serbia. 
Montenegro is the easy yeah. win. Like the like, so I think Serbia has been kind of relegated to a lost cause in terms of like getting proper EU influence there. Um, well, they still want to join the EU. They, yeah, they do, yeah. and like that. I think I think also the majority of their population also does i haven't checked the polling on that recently i mean they're still they're still slotted to join the e- like they're still on a path to join the eu no they haven't formally applied yet they're they're a, a potential candidate country oh okay yeah they can apply uh, like albania i think albania is more on the road the the one that i think is going to happen next is probably montenegro yeah, uh, they already i mean they joined nato yeah, as well yeah. too so but like the whole thing with the strategy with Serbia is encirclement. Get everyone else around them to join. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, um, yeah, so, like, it is about, like, op- like trying to offer this vision of the future to the Western Balkans of you can be in Schengen, you can use the euro, like, GDP will go up. Um, <laughs> what else you got for me, baby? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh. I mean, um Aldi expansion. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. More formal relations. Me slamming the EU button. <laughs> Let's go, baby. A more formalized uh, a, a relationship with the Volkswagen supply chain <laughs> rather than the informal. <laughs> uh, I'm slamming that button, baby. Um, yeah, so like that. that is the vision of the future. And I, I, I do think a part of this is to make joining the eu look more enticing to uh, i mean bosnia has a lot of shit in its plate but like montenegro macedonia uh albania would be like the three they would probably try and pick up relatively soon um montenegro is like the 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 real one because they more like Serbia have like this huge contingent that you could call like quote unquote pro Russian, like in favor of being more in Russian orbit. They're just like in opposition at the moment. But yeah. Well, um on you know on on EU talk, I got my bets on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm laying down another fifty euro. A fifty euro on on Northern Macedonia. <laughs> Come on down. They have done so much. You got them to change the name of their country. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're a hit they're they're a big hitter this season, yeah. you know. New name, new faces on the team. If we do not I'm sorry, to to exit to, to emergency evacuate from this bit. If we do not let them into the EU, they will be the most fucking cucked country in the world. Are you kidding me? We got them to change their fucking name. Like, <laughs> like we bullied them into changing the name of their country. And then Bulgaria is still just like, nah. That language that language is not real. The, sorry, you had yeah. one chance to change the name of your country to Western Bulgaria and you didn't do it. So. Yeah, so, and, you know, what the fuck is, you just speak Bulgarian. What are you talking, yeah. Macedonian? I don't know what the fuck that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Boo. <laughs> Oh uh, God! This this con this continent so stupid. It's gonna blow up. It's gonna fucking blow up. Uh, yeah. Um. Where 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 are we gonna move I, to? I don't know. I mean, I'm still so, I'm still so happy being here. I don't know what we're gonna do with like bread crisis, Germany, as the Rhine dries up and no one can get their bread anymore, or well, like. Do you want to know my 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 yeah. um you know picture for the future for yeah. us? What what? Well, you know things get real bad. Okay. Right? Yeah. And it's just the four of us. Well, five of us. Rob comes along too. Okay, we save Rob. <laughs> and we go. We go out in the country. Yeah. And we get a little, a little plot of land. Yeah. And we live off of it. <laughs> it's the, the corner spacey little commune. And just us five plot of land. Well, I mean, and seventy four luxury cars. Seventy four luxury cars. Exactly. Now you're getting it. That we sleep in at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the little shack's too small, but. We you all know, get our own car to sleep yeah, in. Exactly. Um but you're more than welcome to join. Yeah. You the in, listener. Yeah, you the listener. <laughs> um if that sounds appealing to you, yeah. <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> We've got we still got sixty nine places. Yeah. Sixty nine other luxury. Well, where cars. are your dogs gonna fit? Are they gonna 
They'll sleep in the car with me. It's oh, okay. okay. Yeah, 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 it's fine. I'm assuming I'm divorced. This seems like a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> like, this seems like a. This is like Kieran's divorce. Well, no, like, 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 like you take your family with you. Berlin's become a wasteland. <laughs> you have all, to. You, we, you have to move. Yeah, you have Lamborghini to commune out in Brandenburg. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Too late to change the name of the podcast to Lamborghini <laughs> Commune. <laughs> You know, we can we can we can rebrand in yeah. the in the in the second in the in second the world <laughs> in, the, in the new world in the new world year zero. <laughs> All that remained was podcasting and, and a large array of luxury vehicles. Lamborghinis were so well made they could survive a nuclear holocaust. It's them cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, for so yeah, only yeah, only only cars that were like you know two hundred fifty thousand or more somehow. Yeah. Have a special chip in them that, you know, is resistant to nuclear war. Yeah, there's a, actually this whole casing is just made. This whole body on this car is just made of lead shielding. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, is that all you got for me today? That's all I got. Oh, that was grim. I'm sorry. It's I should a- I should have ended with the fish. <laughs> you want to look at the picture of the fish again? Yeah, I want to look at the picture. Of the yeah, fish look again. at the carrot. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I I mean, but no. In in reality, I mean, I I do appreciate him, but I also appreciate the fact of you uh, reminding me and the listener mm. of the horrors that are the EU's border policy. Yeah, and um, I think it's. I mean, it, it is always something that then's you know ever present. There's always you know. I mean, at least like once a week, a report of a. You know, boat going oh, yeah, down yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Mediterranean or the in, in the Aegean from from you know Africa or the Middle East. Yeah, and I think that you know the quote unquote refugee crisis remains in like such a like past for a lot of people because it was oh the Syrian civil war this and that and yeah, that yeah. yeah, and that that's kind of settled down, um, but that there is yeah this this yeah this ever you know present thing of yeah whether it be economic crisis that then is going on in in north africa and whatnot pushing people into europe it's like europe never had a proper humane way of dealing with this and it's even scarier now the fact that they're giving into these absolute just i mean maloney's a fucking fascist Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah i mean i don't know it's uh i hate the eu i hate it even more And I, I'm sorry for saying the one nice thing about it earlier in the episode that I can understand why countries want to get into it, but oh no, but absolutely, it's not, it's not for good reasons either, though. No, like, and it's it's not necessarily the country like will always be like the bourgeois of that country. Yeah, will definitely benefit from joining. Um, Croatia's bourgeois will definitely benefit from joining the euro, and like Montenegro's bourgeois will definitely benefit from joining the EU or whatever. But like, yeah, it's just we're just gonna get this very strange border policy um i think a huge anomaly with the the with the migrant quote-unquote crisis from 2014 was that it just it's the first time any of that stuff made headlines yeah true um and i think like we could reach those levels again but like we just don't talk about it and just like a lot of this stuff happens in the backgrounds like new legislation and yeah it just sucks that it's just gonna be like and like eventually we're just gonna have like the liberal position of like the border is hard as fuck and grueling and shitty and whatever, and you'll probably die on your way trying to do it. But if you make your way through, you get a greater hungry scarf that you get as like a little souvenir or whatever to honor the Saint Orban who's died. It's the year 2050. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. We're living in the commune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I just didn't know what happened for the last, you know, 30 years. Orban has taken on, like, a, 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 a historiography similar to that of, like, Charlemagne. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all, but I mean, like, also, too, it's like we did have a, you know, you know, outpour of refugees out of Ukraine, and there was, like, very little... Uh, pushback on that was very clear why yeah you know yeah. like uh y- every country was perfectly fine with taking in ukrainian refugees because and they even would just openly say it because they were white and christian yeah so yeah I it's think, not like europe can't do these things yeah i think there's also just like i think one of the things that upsets me about people who've made like really caring about the ukraine invasion their whole thing is just like why didn't you care about like 
as much about the Syrian civil war or these other things that have also caused like refugees. And yeah. there's like, it's not like there isn't clear bad guys in those conflicts either. Like fucking ISIS was there. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Right. Like, Oh gosh. <sighs> yep. Anyway, with that, uh, we will see you on the bonus feed. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.